the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. I want to talk to you this morning on praying effectively. How we can pray effectively and we can have the results and manifestation of our miracles. Amen. Most often I am asked with this question, why to pray, when to pray and how to pray. People ask me, why to pray, Pastor? Because God is all-knowing. God knows everything. Even before there is word on my tongue, God knows it. Then why should I pray? Very valid question. I have, answer, I have a wonderful answer for all of you. Why you should pray? Though God knows everything, when you are communicating to God, God loves to hear from you. God enjoys your company. It is an intimate relationship with God. If you want to build any relationship, friends, family, relatives, marriage, your colleagues, any relationship to build, you have to invest time. You have to spend time with that person, understand that person. So here, God wants you to spend time with him, understand him. He knows you very well. He loves you unconditionally. But when you spend time with him, it brings him pleasure. That was the first purpose that God created us. God created us to bring pleasure to him. How we get pleasure, how can we give pleasure to God? By spending time, by talking to him, by praising him, by thanking him. It is intimate relationship. Jesus had God in him because Jesus is the father. Jesus is the fullness of Godhead bodily, right? But Jesus prayed to the father. Jesus said in the book of John 10, 30, I and father are one. When father and Jesus are one, then how come Jesus is praying? Though they are one, still Jesus is praying. Jesus in the human form, praying to almighty El Shaddai God. As a created being, he is praying to his creator. He is talking, he is pouring his feelings, he is expressing his love to God as created being, as human being. Though Jesus is fullness of Godhead bodily, he is doing it to set an example to us and he gave 100% pleasure to God. Amen? Isn't it? Jesus is that one human being who gave pleasure to God. That was the purpose, the very purpose that God created us. To give him pleasure, to give him glory, to have intimate relationship. So when you spend time with him, you are uh, giving that uh, weightage to that relationship. Say now any parent or uh, any father, mother. When the child is at home during vacation, holidays... The parents are busy going to work, cooking in the kitchen. The child is still at home. They are together in the same house. But still, parent may not be spending quality time with the child. How many of you get this? Child may be playing, coloring. Parent is doing some other work. Parent says, I am with you all the day. But still, not with you. It is same way with God. God is with you and in you. Christ is in you. Christ is in you. He is all the time in you. Just like how father is in Jesus, Christ is in you. Then why pray? 
you have to spend quality time with Christ. Amen? Quality time with Christ. You talk to him. You appreciate. You develop your relationship. You develop your knowledge about God. You go and tell him how much he means to you. How thankful you are to him. And you praise him. You adore him. You worship him. That reason you were created. Amen? That's the reason we must pray. Now when we pray... You can pray anytime. Pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray in the night. Jesus prayed very early in the morning. Jesus prayed all night. Jesus prayed fasting prayer. Jesus prayed every time. Uh, the Bible says Daniel prayed, David prayed, Elijah prayed, Elisha prayed. We pray all the time. There is no fixed time. At 3 p.m. Jesus was crucified, so get up at 3 p.m. and pray. Don't keep fixed time. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing means, how can I pray when I am sleeping? That means I am violating that command that God has given me, isn't it? The Bible says, pray without ceasing. How can I pray when I am sleeping? That means our subconscious mind should be in the conscious thought of God. See, when our conscious mind is thinking about God, when our conscious mind is always meditating on the Lord, hearing the word of the Lord, con concentrating on God, not concentrating on self. So what happens? Our subconscious mind, when we go to sleep, we are thinking about God. We get dreams, right? Sometimes when, when you see some, uh, some thriller, some movie, you get some kind of a scary dream. Sometimes like you're thinking about somebody, you get the dream. From where you get the dreams? From subconscious mind. Sometimes you might dream about your fears. Some dreams are from God. God speaks to you. But there are some dreams which are led by our own thinking. Most of them. Isn't it? So those dreams are coming from subconscious mind. So our subconscious mind should be filled with God's word. When subconscious mind is directed by God's word, then you are all the time in prayer. Do you get this? Prayer is not a prayer meeting you go to. Prayer is not a cathedral that you go to. Prayer is not a church building that you go to. Prayer is not a closet that you go to to finish your ritual or a tradition. Prayer is practicing the presence of God that is in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Prayer is practicing the presence of God. God is all the time with you and in you. Practicing. Have continuous dialect with the Holy Spirit. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I'm doing this. Do you like this? Talk to him like a person. I'm going to do this. Take his advice. Talk to him like a friend. Talk to him like your family member. Constantly talking to God. Constantly in communion with God. That is praying without ceasing. Meditating on the word of God. Thinking about the scriptures. Thinking about the messages that you heard. When you're thinking, so what happens? Your conscious mind is Guiding your subconscious mind. Influencing your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind directs your thoughts, directs your dreams, directs your actions towards God. Amen? Hallelujah? That's about when to pray. Now coming to the last topic, how to pray. That is the most important thing where I'll be spending more time to explain to all of you this morning how to pray. Every time people ask how to pray, should I sing, should I clap, should I cry, should I stand, what should I do? How to pray? A big question. 
over the years and the experience in my prayer life and my study in God's word, I have put this chart, what I personally do and what I have learned from God's word, praying effectively. You can show them. Praying effectively is this I have found from the Bible. Prayer is two-way communication. Amen? One, you are talking to God and the other, God is talking to you. Amen? It's very important that you talk to God and you take time to listen from God. When you are talking to God, God is a very wise man. Psalmist David says, God is a wise man. Let my words be few here on earth. God is very wise. So when I'm talking, let me not just go and blabber. Let me speak something very powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. The one who speaks in tongues, he is not speaking on his own. He is speaking unto God. He is not speaking to any other man. He is speaking mysteries of God. So when you speak in tongues, you are speaking mysteries of God. So when you are praying, you speak in tongues. When you come into presence of God, when, because come into presence of God means what? Don't get me wrong. God is not somewhere that you come into his presence. You take time to spend time with him. God is all the time in you. So when you take time to have quality time with God, at the time you speak in tongues. You speak mysteries of God. Take more time to speak in tongues. Apostle Paul says, I will pray with tongues and I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing in tongues and I will also sing with my understanding. You, if, uh, those of you who want to read on tongues, you can go home and read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It talks about speaking in tongues. And 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 17 says, when you speak in tongues, you thank him well. Amen. You thank him very well. So those of you who say, what is speaking in tongues? I don't know how to speak in tongues. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. It is language of God. It is not language of man. You can ask God. He will liberally, freely give you. You just open your mouth. You will receive it. You know why? You already have it. Because Jesus is in you, you can speak his language. Amen. So just open your mouth, it will flow out of you. It's very, very powerful, very powerful. Uh, there was a doctor from uh, ORU, he did a research and found any person who speaks in tongues for 30 minutes a day, they have found that person's health and his immunity increased by 30%. I think the doctors in the first name alone I remember, Dr. Peter from ORU did research on speaking in tongues. He said any person speaks for 30 minutes, his immunity has boosted to 30 minutes. Say it's so powerful, speak in tongues. And Jude 1.20 says, the one who speaks in tongues, he builds up in most holy faith. He's building up himself. So many a times we, we try to build ourselves by going to gym, by doing exercise. We build ourselves by eating good food. We need to build our inner man. We need to build ourselves up by speaking in tongues. You can do any time while driving, while showering, while cooking, while talking to someone in your mind, you can keep speaking in tongues. Your human mind is so powerful to do two things at a time. 
as you are listening to me, you are also thinking, processing the information that I am giving you. You are meditating on the scriptures. You are thinking, okay, from tomorrow I have to speak in tongues. You are making decisions in your heart as I am talking, isn't it? So you can do simultaneously. You can speak in tongues. It's very, very powerful. When you speak to God, you speak in tongues because it's very powerful. You are talking to the wisest person. Amen. Hallelujah. After speaking in tongues, don't ever miss because speaking in tongues is a perfect form of thanksgiving. It, you, you, you can thank God very well when you speak in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 17. So thanksgiving is very important. A thankful heart is magnet for miracles. Amen. When you come to God with heart of gratitude, that is how you enter his courts with thanksgiving. Come with thanksgiving. Thank him with your offering, with Jesus. Thank him for what Jesus has done for you. Jesus paid the price for you. Magnify the work of the Lord. Magnify the Lord with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So you thank the Lord. The Bible says when you thank the Lord, you still the enemy. When you thank the Lord, Psalm 50. 23 says, you glorify the Lord. You're glorifying. You want to honor the Lord? How can you honor the Lord? With thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. You honor the Lord with thanksgiving, with sacrifice, with the fruit of your lips. You may feel like thanking. You may not feel like thanking. We don't go by our feelings. It's a decision. I thank God no matter what. You may have body pain. You may feel sick. You may be tired. It doesn't matter. You don't listen to your body. You beat your body and discipline it. Amen. Like Apostle Paul says, 1 Corinthians 9.27, you beat it and discipline it and you say, I thank my God, whether I feel it or I don't feel like it. I thank my God because my God is good and he deserves all the praise and everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. Amen. We praise the Lord because the Bible says God inhabits on the praises of his people. Psalm 22 verse 3 says God dwells on the praises of people. But actually where God dwells? God is omnipresent. Right or wrong? God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. Psalmist tells, God, if I go up to heavens, you are there. If I go down deep into the shoal, you are there. Where can I run from your presence? When God is everywhere, then why this verse is telling God dwells on the praises of his people? It means that when you are praising, you are magnifying the Lord. God is becoming bigger in your life. God is becoming bigger in your situation. So you are experiencing the power of God in your life. God is there everywhere. But you can experience him only when you believe. Right? And when you believe, then you can thank him. You can praise him. Hallelujah. He inhabits. He's enthroned. He dwells on the praises of his people. Amen. So we praise God. So it, it makes God so wonderful. You know why? God has a feeling that you love him. It's not that God wants his ego to be satisfied. Fine, you praise me. No, 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 no. Your praises is not going to change God's goodness or God's greatness. God is great. God is big. Your praises is going to change your circumstances, your situation. So it makes God happy. Whenever you are blessed, it makes God happy. Amen. Because when you are thanking God, brain scientists tell it activates the pleasure points in your brain. Your pleasure points in your brain gets lightened up. It gets activated. It makes you good, makes you happy. And you know what? In turn, it makes God happy. Because God rejoices in your well-being. 
Amen. He delights in your prosperity. He delights when you are happy. He delights in your good health. So praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. 